for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Amelia Presley, how's it going today? I'm going pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know, just kind of enjoying the day. That that's kind of the stance I have to take anymore. Is just enjoying the day. So it's a good way to be. Yep, yep. Uh, really excited to have you on and chat a little bit. I know you just released a single uh, two weeks ago. I think at this point, I'm trying to do math now in my head. Um, yeah, I think it, <laughs> I would have to do math too. The yeah. days have just flown by. So right. I think I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's been about two weeks at this point. Uh, so really excited to sit down and chat with you about everything. Uh, I'm really glad to have another Texas person, somebody that lives in Texas on the show. Cause you know, when I first started the hoedown showdown, I really wanted to try and bring in a lot more tech people from Texas or te people that are living that Texas life right now doing the country music in Texas. And so uh, when I saw you were from Texas, I was like, or not from Texas, but living in Texas, <laughs> it's like, I have to have you on. So I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, so you're originally from the Mobile area, really Mississippi, like we were talking before. Um, what was it kind of like growing up right on the border of Mississippi, Alabama, you know, that area? Um, so I grew up, uh, I grew up in Franklin Creek and it's not actually a town or anything. Yeah. Um, it's just the, the post office calls it whatever yeah. they want. <laughs> it, uh, actually when I was younger, um, it was, my address was Pascagoula, Mississippi. Um, and then I, I think like before I was a teenager, it, it, uh, got annexed by Moss Point, Mississippi. So it's, it's not, it's not a real, it's not a place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it's just out in the woods. Um, I grew up on the river. Uh, we had cows. Um, we have a, a family business called Presley's Outing. That's a, uh, it's an RV park and people come there for the day to swim and, oh, um, but I just grew up in, in nature and, um, on the river, a river rat for sure, playing with farm animals and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got you. That's cool. Um, it's funny you brought up that how your town wasn't really a town. I didn't discover that that was actually a thing and until I went to college. <laughs> so I went and went to college in southern illinois and a lot of my friends were from the area but like they were out in the sticks and so we'd go home or go to their house for the weekend or whatever every once in a while and they'd be like rattling off all these little towns and it's like okay so how many people are here oh it's like oh it's just this house and the house on the corner and that's <laughs> what the name of the town is and i'm like yeah <laughs> okay that's like you know, and there's sometimes where they just make up town names and it's like, well, we're yeah. not really in anything. So it's just, that's what we are. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was, uh, I was probably a, uh, 
I was in high school at least before I figured out that not everybody had a trash wagon mm. to pick up their trash. Yeah. Uh, so growing up, my my papa, um, he just went around on a on a three wheeler with a wagon, this busted wagon behind it, and he'd pick up everybody's trash and he'd go burn it in the woods. And uh, I was way too far along in life before I figured out that that was not everyone's Normal. situation. <laughs> That's. I mean, I've. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if I was ever exposed to that, like uh, trash burning and stuff, That that's nothing new, but like people just going to pick up their garbage. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's fair. Oh, so at, at what point does music kind of start working its way in? Was it something that was kind of always there or did it come later in life? Um, It's, it's always been there. Uh my my dad who uh i call papa um i have to kind of tell people that because some people call their grandfather's papa but i grew up calling my dad papa uh he always sang um he didn't play any instruments but uh he would sing and write songs and he would just sing them acapella and um i would i just picked up on that and i remember i remember being you know it was before i was in um, in kindergarten, even, um, I remember just walking around and making songs up about, you know, trees and clouds and whatever I saw. And, um, that never left me. Actually, I, I continued to write songs acapella and just remember the melody, uh, because I, I couldn't read music. Um, and I didn't play anything for a long time. I didn't learn to play the guitar until I was maybe 24. Okay. Um, and, but I still kind of, I still write songs like that. I still, I'll record an acapella version first, and mm -hmm. then I'll try to build the guitar around it, which I think is kind of backwards for what most people do, but, uh, that's what I do. It, it's not as backwards as you think. Like it, it, I guess a lot of people have their own way of doing things, but it, it's not as backwards of thinking as you think, because in my head, when I first started doing the, the interviews just in general for music, to me, it's like, oh, you start off with the instrumental and then you work in the words, but no, a lot of people, they start with the word, like they'll have a song fully written and then they'll craft the music around it. And it's like, to me, that's just, wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you didn't start picking up guitar until you were 24. Were you already, you were already writing your own music at that point, right? But before you yeah. turned 24? Okay. Yeah. Um, I had already released a, a 10 song LP at that point, mm -hmm. but, um, I took the acapella songs to, um, to Kenny Royster in Nashville, mm -hmm. um, who's a producer at, he has a studio called Direct uh direct direct image i think i'm mm. getting that right um and he was great uh he just he got the the studio musician musicians for me um and they came in and they um they built a song around mm. that acapella uh vocal um and which was really cool because i I, every other producer I've worked with, I've at least had to have, you know, a, a rhythm guitar with it. Uh, so after that, um, when I was 23, 24, I picked up the guitar. 
I first picked it up. Um, I was on duty. I was in the Coast Guard and mm. I was on duty. And uh, one of my shipmates, she had a guitar and she played really well. Her name was uh, Lauren Temez. Mm. And uh, and she, I used her guitar uh, and, you know, tried to play it and it was terrible, but I just kept working on it. Um, and then I had a friend who was actually, uh, in, in my first backing band, his name was Harrison miles. Um, mm. he taught me how to play those songs that I'd written before, um, that I couldn't figure out. He taught me how to play the songs that were on the first album. Uh, and he actually just passed away this, this year. Um, but yeah, that's how I learned. Gotcha. Gotcha. Was it kind of weird? having somebody else teach you how to play your own songs essentially um you know i never i've never really had like an ego about the guitar mm. because it's kind of like a it's like a second language almost mm -hmm. to me you know like so, some people that's their first instrument and they really connect with it i don't really connect with it it's uh it's just a vessel for me to mm. to sing over yeah <laughs> Um, so it never really felt weird. It kind of just felt like, I don't know. I was, I was insanely grateful that someone mm. could teach me how to play my own songs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And, and he was a phenomenal guitar player. So it's like, you know, I totally didn't mind. Yeah. I got you. It, it's just, it wasn't, I didn't mean it anything as like an ego thing it's it's just it, it's an interesting dynamic to like you wrote out all these songs and then it's yeah. like oh i've got to learn how to play the you know it, it's just an interesting dynamic so it's like it's a weird thing to explain to people yeah. um because people don't people assume that i know how to play it and there are still some songs from that first album mm. that i don't know how to play so I've had people request a song while I'm playing live. And if it's just me with my guitar doing an acoustic show, mm -hmm. I have to like explain, I don't know how to play that song. And yeah. they're, you know, they're just like the look on their face is like, but you wrote it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which, you know, that, that has to be a very awkward conversation, but yeah. just kind of, you know, music is music and you make the approach as you make it. And the fact that you started writing before learning how to play, like that's really, I feel like there's a lot of people that, that that's the reason that they don't pursue music because like in grade school or whatever, they joined the chorus, not the band or the choir, not the band. And so they learned how to sing. They just didn't learn how to play an instrument. And now it's like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I yeah. get it. I, I I hope that that doesn't stop people because it's I, I've I've talked to people before that have said well I don't sing all I do is play the guitar so mm. I'll you know I'll just do it as a hobby or I just sing I don't play the guitar there's all even if you don't learn how to do that part there's always somebody to do mm. it and you can always you can always play music it takes every single every single part to do it you know yeah. like when I if I'm playing with a band, I prefer not to play the guitar because yeah. I somebody can do it better than me, and I'd rather just sing and focus on that. For sure, but, for sure. Uh, yeah, every everybody. I think anybody who loves music in any way should should find a way to do it. You, yeah. you know, you don't have to. Nobody can do all the parts. I mean, some people can, and they're unicorns, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
for sure. Oh, so do you find it more freeing now, like at least creatively, that you have some skill set on the guitar, even though you say that like if somebody else is playing, you'd rather have it be that situation. But like as far as like a creative approach, you have a basic understanding of what the guitar or how to play the guitar. Do you find it more freeing creatively right now as far as like writing music or um may maybe not so much with writing music. Okay. Uh well, I guess it it does play a part because uh, at some point I've got to take this song to to studio and it's a lot easier to have the rhythm worked out. Um, and then for live shows, I do a lot of acoustic shows, so mm. um, yeah, it is it is a lot more freeing now that you now that you say that. I've never thought of it that way, but it is yeah. uh, because it it creates a lot more opportunity. I can do more with it if I can play the yeah, song. For sure. For sure. It, it, it In my head, I think it was like it. that question could have been answered one of two ways. It could be more freeing because you know exactly what you can do with what you want to do or B, it's not freeing because it's like limit, like limit, putting a constraint on yourself because you think, oh, because I can only do this, that's all I can do. And you have to worry about two aspects versus, oh, I just want to write a song and all I have to do is figure out this aspect of it and not everything else, you know? So, yeah, I, I have, um, there were actually a couple of songs that I brought to the studio recently. Uh, my producer is Eric McKinney mm -hmm. and, um, he, I felt comfortable enough to come to him and just be like, all I have is a vocal and, yeah. uh, and not be too embarrassed about it. And, uh, and he actually worked those songs out. I couldn't figure out how to play on on guitar, and um, and they actually ended up being pretty simple. But I just mm. I just couldn't hear it for some reason. And uh, so if I didn't have somebody like him, then then those songs might not ever get out there because I couldn't figure out how to play them. Yeah, I so. understood. Oh, uh, so let's jump into your new single, uh, "Sinner's Den," uh, which released about two weeks ago. Uh, what's the story behind this song? So that song um, I wrote about uh, the relationship between an artist and the music industry and how, um, so the song, without knowing that, the song is is just about an affair, like a toxic affair. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's what the music industry is to me. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a toxic love affair that, um, you know, it just keeps on pulling you in and it's uh and it's toxic and it hurts and it um there's a lot of uh bs you have to deal with a lot of people that um that will use you uh a lot of people that are going to hurt you but you have you just keep coming back to it it's like um you know it's a it's a love affair it's mm. like something that is so bad for you but you you have to do it you you have to to be successful you have to keep on coming back to it and mm -hmm. so that's what that song is about and i i'm actually going down near new braunfels in a couple of days to film the music video for it that's awesome i love new braunfels i was just there uh last week 
Yeah, I was there, or no, Memorial Day week. Yeah, so I guess that would have been last week. Um, I was there over Memorial Day, and it New Braunfels, I just love that place. Like, if I could find a job and move there, like, that would probably That's be... Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. It, it's an absolutely amazing place. Oh. Uh, so no, that's cool that you're going down there to do a music video for this. So is is this uh single a part of a bigger project or is it just gonna kind of be a standalone single? Um, so it's part of my EP Coyote Howl. Um, mm-hmm. but I decided to release this, uh release it as a single as well, just to kind of give people taste and um focus on it a little bit. And uh the the story behind it, I think, is something that I'm kind of craving to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't gotten to talk about it a whole lot yet. I think this is probably the first time that I've gotten to say anything about yeah. it. So, awesome. um, yeah, I, I'm really like, I really love like the modern day release strategy. The fact that it's, you know, it's still very singles, like the world's still very singles mm-hmm. driven, but you still got artists out there that are like wanting to release EPs, full, you know, yeah. EPs, LPs, whatever it is, but just like having that ability to listen to a full story is still, I love doing that. Like if I get the opportunity to listen yeah. to a full album or a full com- complete w- body of work, I will just call it yeah. that. So, but yeah i i actually planned on releasing all these as singles at first Mm -hmm. and then um a radio promoter an americana radio promoter he actually Mm -hmm. talked me into uh doing it as a as an ep Mm -hmm. uh, because he said that americana radio still loves having a full album so uh, i was like man that's that's cool there's still people out there that aren't just like a lot of people go to Spotify or whatever and they'll listen to like 30 seconds of a song and they're to mm. the next song or whatever. Yeah. It's nice to know that there's people out there that still care about the the whole thing. Yeah. And I mean, not going to lie, I definitely have that play like when I'm just driving or whatever and like I don't mm-hmm. skip through them, but it's like I got the random playlist and it's right. there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. But like when I'm at home and it's Tuesday night, and I got a beer in my hand. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to watch TV. Let's just play this album and just kind of, because I get to shut everything else off. And all I have to do is use one sense. And that's just my hearing. I don't have to worry about anything else. And it's very yeah. relaxing. So, you know, my, my guilty pleasure on the album front is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I just I've gained so much respect for her recently just with the her her last album that she put out that was just it was definitely like a creative work and mm-hmm. uh before that I was kind of like oh Taylor Swift whatever yeah All, uh, her fans are nuts whatever yeah and uh and then she put that album out and I was like man you know that's a real artist and I can respect that and and now I'm now I'm a Swifty yeah <laughs> Not hard. I'm not going to pay two thousand dollars for for a concert ticket because that's you know a lot uh, of bills. But <laughs> yeah. I was having that conversation yesterday. It's like I feel almost feel bad going to like some of these bigger concerts, but because it, it's like yeah, I'm going to go pay two hundred dollars to go see insert band here when I could take that two hundred dollars and I can go see fifteen 
independent shows and the money actually goes to the band, not 80% yeah. of it going to the venue and then take, you know, whatever it is. So, oh, you know, it's, it's, everybody does that though. We, yeah. we all have these big artists that we want to see and you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad about that. You're still supporting an artist. Yeah, that's true. So, but you know, it, it that's just something that in my head, like you, it's like paying two thousand dollars to go see Taylor Swift. That that's a that's a financial commitment there. And right. so, yeah. But so you mentioned uh for Sinner's Den that you're going down to New Braunfels here in a couple of days to uh shoot the music video for it. It what's your approach when it comes to music videos? Are you like the main creative force behind it, or do you bring like a camera guy and let him like let him or them handle that that kind of process um so when i released uh my single harm nobody else mm -hmm. um i didn't have the funds to uh to put towards anybody else doing any work for it mm -hmm. um but i knew that with that song being about um something so personal to me uh, about my my childhood and and abuse um I wanted to do a music video. I wanted to tell the story. And so I just took my iPhone and, uh, and recorded that music video myself and, and wrote out the script and everything. And my daughter who was three at the time, she was, uh, she played, a, she played me, uh, in the video. And, um, so after that, um, I kind of just, liked that idea of, mm. of doing it myself and and having complete control creative control over it and uh and i i kind of like uh i like making content and videos anyway um and you know if i if i do it myself then i don't have to be worried about getting the footage back from somebody else yeah. or or whatever you know so uh, I'm going to actually release this video next month. And okay. since I'm doing it myself, I know that I can have that, that done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be me with my iPhone. Um, <laughs> I've got a script written out and I've got uh, two friends that are going to be the actors in it. Um, and I might write some more people into it. I'm not mm -hmm. sure yet, uh, but yeah, it'll just be. Just be me, super low budget. All it all it's gonna cost is gas money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It you know that's really cool. Like I feel like that's something that a lot of musicians started exploring, especially during the pandemic, when you weren't really supposed to be having like big gatherings and whatnot. But just having knowing that you have the drive and the want to do it, it like that's all you need. Like the skills yeah. and the the knowledge it'll come over time like anybody can learn the skills and the knowledge but just having the drive to want to do it that's that's the difference maker right there absolutely that's that's been my experience with everything mm -hmm. i i figured out that i don't have the money to pay someone to do these things uh so i'm going to figure out how to do it myself cuz i'm mm -hmm. I, I still need to do it it's it's just that drive of i never thought that i would um know as much about social media or website design yeah. or video editing or or any of these other things booking shows yeah you know, I, I never want, wanted to do all that stuff it's just when you have when you have a goal you find all these other things that you have to do yep and yeah that's you're i think you're the first person i've heard 
put it that way because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people uh, just think, you know, a lot of people think that I'm paying somebody to do this stuff. And, yeah. and I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm going like I'm not a musician, but everything that we're doing at Live and Amplified is very similar to the paths that musicians should be taking. And like a lot of other musicians, I don't have any real budget to pay people to do this stuff. It's just, okay, I, I work from this time to this time and I have an hour lunch in between. So what can I do to maximize the eight, 10 hours that I have when I'm not on the clock. And, wow. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I don't want to sit here and be making Instagram posts until two in the morning. Like that's just not like I do it because I have to, but if I could pay somebody else to do it for me, that'd be great. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, sure. I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. Um, but just having the drive to succeed that that that's the difference maker right there so yeah uh, so l- let's talk about the ep really quick it sinner's den is the first single off of that ep um why did you choose this song as kind of the first representation of that project um i actually was going to go with a a different song mm-hmm. um i was going to go with yodi uh, but when I started talking to radio promoters, um, my, uh, Texas country radio promoter, he listened to the songs, uh, and he told me that Sinner's Den was, was the one. And, um, and I just trusted his, uh, did I lose you? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Everybody's trying to text me right now. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. You're good. Um, he listened to all the songs and he said Sinner's Den is, is the one. And, and I trusted his judgment on that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm glad that I went with, with his, uh, thought process on that because it, it seems to be the one that is really, it's getting a lot of traction. It's getting a lot more radio play than mm-hmm. anything else I've released. And, um, and I'm kind of glad that he did as well because it it does open up the possibility of talking about the crooked music industry mm-hmm. and what the song is about yeah for sure 100 percent agreed and it's definitely a really catchy tune so he grabs everybody's attention as like that first representation so i'm glad you chose not having had a chance to listen to the the other music yet but that just off the off the cuff sinners then just feels like the right choice. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, so I don't want to keep you too much longer here. Uh, for anybody that wants to check out any of your music or any of your shows or just interact with you on social in general, uh, where's the best place to find you? Um, Facebook, it's uh, Amelia Presley. Um, on Instagram, it's Amelia Presley Music. Um, I don't get on Twitter a whole lot, but if you if you like Twitter, I am on there. <laughs> it just might take me a while to get to it, uh, but it's Amelia underscore Presley. Um, and then if you want to find out just anything about me at all, it's going to be at my website, AmeliaPresleyMusic.com. And you can go there to uh, to pre-order Coyote Howe. 
uh, and you can find the single Sinner's Den is out on Spotify, Apple, all those, any platform. For sure, for sure. And Coyote Howl drops on the July 6th, correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. Just wanted to get that out there. It's like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. One thing that we like to do before we wrap everything up, uh, what's one piece of advice that you have for the young musicians out there? Oh, okay. Um, definitely be that there is no secret to success. Uh, the only secret is uh, just to not stop, just keep going. And and exactly what you said, to have the drive to do it. Uh, and then you'll learn what you need to learn along the way. Just keep mm -hmm. searching, keep mm -hmm. going, keep moving. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. But once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute blast chatting with you.